No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast that turns back time to when sports entertainment was still called professional wrestling. This is Return to Wrestling, and I am your host, the Warden Mad Ritter. And I am here, as always, with my co host, Sir Custalot Travis Pointer, aka the Dragon King, aka Big T, aka Black Merlin, aka T Money, aka Wow, I'm fucking this up. Um, God, it's been so long. Where have you been? Let's try this again. Sir Cussalot Transporter, aka. No, no, I just don't have it. I guess I guess we're just gonna have to scrap this, Travis. Like, just no more nicknames because you're not around enough. <laughs> Sir Cussalot Travis Pointer, aka the Dragon King, aka Big T, aka Sweetie, aka Black Merlin, aka the HNIC. Who be bad now, boys? I really thought if I fucked that up enough, you might just let me get away with it. We didn't come alone, though, because we're talking about Bash at the Beach 1996. And if you've seen this show, you know that all they talk about for three weeks, if not longer, throughout the entire show is who the third man is. So we brought our very own third man. Uh, figured if we're going to do a show where we cover past shows, maybe we should get a host who is an expert at covering past shows. So from the apron bump he is the hardest part of the ring kyle what's going on man hey man thanks for having me i had a, i had a lot of third man jokes that i wanted to uh come in with but uh kind of you kind of stomped on it a little bit so i feel like i couldn't come in flaccid so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm number three here fellas what's what's what was your best third man joke i was gonna be like hey uh who's uh like i'm you know like Hulk Hogan from the show we're covering is it's like what i am but for the podcast okay so uh the really bad jokes like at the beginning of your shows when you do the intros <laughs> i'm sorry uh, you must be listening to the wrong there's another podcast called apron bumps that's probably the one you're thinking of uh yeah i was thinking of the one that uh you repeatedly called me riddler on um you know yeah i'm still not convinced it's not your name okay okay riddler well riddle. i appreciate you uh coming defense, out mara's done that once too so ah, fuck mara See, we've been there plenty of times there's something about you that has a like a riddler like, like batman riddler about you you have a lot, a lot of similarities i look like jim carrey is that what you're trying to tell me i mean i'm not not saying that it's because i'm white yeah all white people do pretty like much that. i know yeah um i appreciate you you know getting out of your comfort zone and coming to do a retro recap because yeah, i know you're not you're not real big on those so 
Yeah, really taking me from uh, 95 WCW to 96 WCW. So it's it's definitely those are two uh, very different WCWs. Yeah, you know, it's kind of joking about it, but there are a lot of like they make so much. I don't know, it's not even progress, but it's there's a lot of different characters that I didn't think were there in 96. I thought they were there later. Lots of ECW mm-hmm. guys too that have jumped over since. Yeah, yeah. This is um when I say a very different WCW, this is a very big transition time for them. So it's just yeah. you know, but we're not quite there yet because a lot of the bad, and whenever I talk about a lot of the bad on this podcast, it's either one of two people, Kevin Sullivan or Hulk Hogan. It's all Kevin Sullivan for you, man. You or hate Hulk the Hogan. So, well, you well, he's not going anywhere, so it's just like you're, you're stuck with that guy. A but, lot of uh, the bad's still there, and by that I mean Kevin Sullivan and any reference of the Dungeon of Doom. Um, at least we got Glacier coming soon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to turn this whole thing around. Ah, yes. The uh, Fuck, I wish I remembered what he said in his 12 promos and three shows, but... Mm, I, I just remember his move was called the cryonic kick. <laughs> the fact that they didn't call it the fatality really disappoints me. All those vignettes for like mid '90s video game, like mm-hmm. like uh, Tekken, like when you select your character, it was like the quick cuts to his hands, like the, poof, the, poof, the sound effects. It's like Christ, this guy. See, now he would have been perfect for the Dungeon of Doom, but we're not here to talk about Glacier. We're here to talk about Monday Nitro. Didn't fuck it up because I've been saying Monday Night Nitro for like I don't even know <laughs> what episode we're on now, but basically every episode. Is it not hmm. Monday Night Nitro? No, no, it's not. And Travis it's, it's, uh, it's is a big stickler. For just that. Monday Nitro. It's the whole Man, thing. It's that just, just blew my mind. Yeah. I was, I was going to be saying that all, the whole show, but now. Mm, mm, mm. Learning me. Learning me today. Uh, so Monday Nitro, June 17th, we kick it off. Tony and Larry are running down the Great American Bash for what seems like forever. Like, it was just last night. You're covering literally everything. It took, like, at least a good 10, 15 minutes at the beginning of the show. I like um, but we end with them being very, very upset about what happened to Eric Bischoff. And Larry Zabisco lets us know that he's got some words for the outsiders. He he isn't impressed. And uh, I don't really think Scott Hall or Kevin Nash gives a shit. Um, first match, Stevie Ray loses to Rick Steiner. Harlem Heat jump Rick post-match. Scott Steiner comes out, makes the save. By laying on Rick Steiner to take the move he doesn't attack booker t and knock him off the top rope nope, nope. he jumps on the grenade that is rick steiner <sighs> yeah 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 he didn't move him out of the way he didn't stop the move from happening he just laid on top of him because do. no 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 it's not oh well. i would never do that for my brother that's <laughs> stupid like, it's just like, I guess I've never been sense. in that scenario, so who knows? If I were in that scenario, that is not what I would do. I'm not going to just take a move. No, nah, nah. do you have a brother, Kyle? I do. You I do, do. A younger brother. So, so is laying on your brother something that you that, that wouldn't be my first, that would not be my first instinct. Okay, you know, well, your brother's the younger brother in this situation. That's what it would be. Would your brother do that for you? No, he'd probably walk the opposite direction, actually. Exactly. So. Yeah, he'd, he'd he'll turn me in in a second. They're like, what, what you dumbass doing out there? Like, it's yeah. just we can fight them later, but <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we're also peak disco inferno i believe at this point like obviously we're gonna get oh, disco no. and alex right and that might be disco oh, peak disco oh, no inferno. that's not peak disco inferno you have not reached peak disco yet brother <laughs> i was about to say I, I hope to god this is not peak disco inferno. oh it is not peak disco it seems oh. like he's still putting his parts together a little bit he has not uh won the tv title yet like he's this is not peak disco he loses to Joe Gomez. Who the fuck is Joe Gomez? I swear to God. I had that exact same note. Who the fuck is Joe Gomez? And he why is dude. he so important? He was a dude that was supposed to tag with the Renegade against the Horseman, but got jumped, so he didn't have a match. And, yeah. You mean Great Value Ultimate Warrior? Why is Renegade yeah. still around? I just because he had a contract and they were just needed they needed bodies so they're like hey you can get your ass whooped going out there rebrand them make them like make him glacier who gives a fuck it's just dungeon of doom Joe Gomez was so prominent in these three weeks and on this pay per view and I have never heard of this man in my life he'll disappear and you'll never hear from him again (laughs) um we got Ric Flair back uh this time with three other men's wives. Uh, instead of the two that he had originally, he added another uh, to the stable of wives that he's fucking. He addresses Kevin Green from last night and Mongo and how Mongo took the money and basically says Macho Man's going to go down tonight. Uh, Ric Flair says a lot of shit to get to a very simple point in every promo. That's the nature boy. And some of it makes about as much sense as an Ultimate Warrior promo at times. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of this era of Ric Flair, personally. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just- I don't dislike it. It's not my favorite Flair, but I still is, enjoy it. Is it Flair. because you're worried that maybe if this era Ric Flair met the softest part of the ring, she may be, be the joining wife. the... Yeah. Who was the fourth wife? That's what have been the See, tagline. My wife, even today, knowing who he is, like absolutely hates Ric Flair with a passion. I have not been able to figure out why, but she just... <laughs> She every time he's on TV, she gets upset. She is like she hates him. So I don't have to worry about Ric Flair fucking my wife. That's Not fair. at all. That's fair. I mean, my fiance, the only Ric Flair she knows is the one that's been on Raw within the past few months. So I, I think I'm safe. I think I'm safe with that one. I can see that. I can see that. No guarantees though. I mean, he is he is a smooth talker. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna let him. I'm not gonna let him near her. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't leave her alone with him, just in case. Look, I'm not a gambling man. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna take yeah, that chance. Yeah. Probably smells delicious. The odds are always on the house. Yes. Uh, we got the Chippendale dancers that they call the American males with the worst theme song. American males, American males, American males. Uh, basically, they're losing to the Four Horsemen. Then we get an Arn and Benoit promo. Benoit isn't done with Kevin Sullivan. And nope. Got your wife. We're gonna keep I'm gonna keep whooping your ass. It gets even more bizarre on the pay-per-view. Like Jesus. And hindsight is the whole thing is fucking just I we talk about this because this whole thing with Kevin Sullivan (laughs) and then woman and Benoit being in the force, like it's been going on for a couple shows now and every time we talk about it it doesn't get easier to watch it doesn't get any better because we're looking back knowing the full history knowing of- the end how the story ends and it's uh yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, you know, how Kevin Sullivan murders Chris Benoit's family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll allegedly, go with that. Allegedly. With a satanic cult. Allegedly. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so we got the Guardian Angel, Big Bubba Boss Man, Ray Trailer, losing to the Earthquake Shark, Golda, Golga John Tenta. Um, Tenta chases Jimmy after the match, gets caught by Bubba with a sock loaded with quarters. Silver dollars. I don't feel like I don't feel like Big Bubba can afford silver dollars. That's what they said it was. I don't trust him. That man does not look like he has silver dollars. They Damn. said it was silver dollars. Who am I to argue? I look wasn't the there. Muscle shirt. Look at this is going to lead to a sock full of silver dollars on a pole match at the pay per view. This is where Russo got his inspiration from. He was like, "Oh, remember what they did back in '96? I'm going to do that every week." <laughs> Because it was so good. You just gotta keep rolling with it. Poor John Tenta. Like, you get away from the Dungeon of Doom. Arguably, in my opinion, the worst thing WCW has ever produced. They shave your head and make you look like an idiot. This man is a legend. I mean, WWE isn't going to do much better by putting him in a mask with a Cartman doll and stick him in the oddities later. But it is what it is. Like, that was at least entertaining. Right. Yeah. To an extent and then you got to come out every week with this fucked up haircut and get beat up by big boss man until your pay-per-view match and listen to jimmy hart run his fucking mouth so was he so i'm a little bit unfamiliar on the dungeon of doom was he was his name shark yep yes he was the shark um he was also avalanche right earthquake yes and golga because in my podcast in the timeline i'm at he's still avalanche so I was, yeah. I was wondering where he transitioned to John Tenta, but I guess he got kicked out of the dungeon. And he was the shark when he was in the Dungeon of Doom. When he got kicked out, he became John Tenta. Right. Okay, that's what I assumed. Just want to make sure I have... Which is uh, his actual name. So basically what happens is um, Kevin Sullivan goes and finds all of these wrestlers who are already kind of obscure, and he brings them to this cave where an old crusty dude sitting on a throne jacks off into his hand and then anoints them with a new character and name. So the booty man beca becomes the Zodiac, or maybe he was the Zodiac and became the booty man. I don't remember which way that went. He was the Zodiac and then became the booty man. But he was something else. Booty, 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 booty. Avalanche becomes the shark because sharks are more terrifying than avalanches, apparently. I um, love that. They couldn't call him, like, Great White or, uh you Oh, they... Wait till you get caught up to where we're at and you get to see the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> That's what I call my penis. Anyways, yeah. what's next, folks? Um, we got a Macho Man interview. I don't know if that's as good as the Yeti. Well, everyone knows about the Yeti, but I don't feel like a lot of people know about Loch Ness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Macho Man interview. Uh, he's happy to get his hands on Flair. Then he chases, like he's chasing Bobby Heenan around the ring for fun. Yeah, before the yeah. match, Bobby Heenan had some uh, had some hops on him. Didn't he just like hop over the top rope to get? He away? did a lot. He was he was not with the uh, with the Macho Man shits that day. <laughs> like no no no. <laughs> but the next match is probably the most important match of the night because even though Macho Man loses to Flair, we find out that Tony Schiavone originally coined the phrase "a little bit of the bubbly," and Jericho just stole that shit years later got it over and made a mm -hmm. shit ton of money and created a fucking champagne off Tony Schiavone's shit. How dare him. Shame. Jericho. 
and we just let him get away with it. Truly is a Judas, huh? Am I right? Or am I wrong, fellas? Absolutely. And we got a we bunch of bullshit <laughs> here. Flair's got Nux. Arn and Benoit are trying to get in there. It ends up being Mongo with the briefcase uh, that seals the deal. Even though, like, Clue. Mongo threw the briefcase, like, I think that was this match. It looked like he threw the briefcase ahead of Macho Man, and he just kind of, like, jumped off the top rope, and I don't know if he's supposed to fall on it, or but or was I that think... another match where Mongo did that? At I, one... I don't remember. I watched a lot of wrestling the last few days. I think he tried to hit him in the legs, but the briefcase just slipped out of his hands, and it just went flying. And yeah, he completely missed him, like... and then Macho Man just decided to take the dive and then lay there for the pin. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, what do you do? Because Mongo blew it, but, you know. Yeah. It's so crazy to see Macho Man versus Ric Flair and kind of like a throwaway who gives a fuck match on TV. Yeah. Like, I guess it's the time we're in, though. Well, they had just had an actual match at the pay-per-view, so. Ah. Uh, you, you'd already paid for it, so, you know. Right. <laughs> Channeling we got... day Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Then we get Jimmy Hart squealing. So, apparently, I've been trying to figure this out since the last pay-per-view because, like, there was this weird alliance between the Four Horsemen and the Dungeon of Doom, and then it went away. And I didn't really understand what was going on. But apparently, for whatever reason, this human heap of garbage, Kevin Sullivan, thought that he was going to be a Four Horseman. Somehow, in his brain, he's like, I have manufactured the most shitty ideas in WCW history. They're going to let me into one of the most prestigious groups in wrestling history because of it. Also, I'm a terrible wrestler and I've got shitty face paint. Of course, I'm horseman material. Not that Mongo's any better because he's fucking not, but at least he had a Super Bowl ring. Um, but that's his beef. His beef is he thought he was going to be a horseman and he didn't get to be Mongo did. And I can understand being replaced by Mongo and being upset, especially when they took your wife and didn't take you. Um, the giant says anyone in the dungeon of doom is better than anyone in the four horsemen. And then goes on to quote Humpty Dumpty in his promo. And um, also, by the way, that would be um, none of you are really better than anyone in the horsemen right now. Cause you're all trash. So like none of you can actually work except for Kevin Sullivan, but he's trash. So there's literally no one left in the dungeon of doom, but Sullivan fucking uh, big Bubba and the giant. I think that is the dungeon of doom at this point. That's still like showing up. Yeah. Cause well, technically they still got the Yeti. Travis, did the Yeti ever wrestle a match? I mean, the, the tower thingy. Did he What's wrestle up? in the tower? I don't know. Didn't he just dry hump some people? Not some people. Hulk Hogan. I mean, that's he what and he the giant, wrestling. He and the giant sandwiched and dry fucked the shit out of Hulk Hogan to orgasm mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. But bell to bell. We, we saw the Yeti orgasm on live television, and it was glorious. Hey, at least he had tissue to clean it up. Exactly. <laughs> It just all absorbed right there. No mm-hmm. issue. That's it. Um, 
we also got uh oh yeah i, I wrote down that hogan must have wrote that humpty dumpty promo because that sounds like some dumb shit he would have said back then <laughs> i'm finding out now that i think i completely zoned out of this promo i, I don't I blame saw, you i saw these people but i say i don't remember him saying that either like it's just like i 100 percent believe that he said it but i yeah. don't remember it he's just like was i not listening is that what happened I think he said something along the lines of uh, you're going to fall and all the king's horses and all the king's men can't put you back together again. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I I think this is the promo where I screenshotted it and was like, I can't believe Big Show is the same species as these. I think that's why I don't remember it. I was trying to peacock you can't screenshot on your phones like peacock is the worst man like it really is is. i'm pretty like i say this every time i get on on a podcast now but i hate peacock so much um we got Rey mysterio losing to dean malenko uh cruiserweight title match fantastic or no it was just a cruiserweight match but it, it was a fantastic match i've gained a new appreciation for the worker that is dean malenko despite as a younger man, absolutely hating his existence for non-important reasons. Yeah, about to say those reasons have nothing to do with his wrestling acumen either. <laughs> so it's just, oh man. But um, Dean Malenko, I like Dean Malenko better in matches that are not cruiserweight matches. Um, I can see that him in cruiserweight matches. Watching him, his moves seem very. How do I put this nicely? Um, very modern day AEW, where it's just like everybody's just standing around. You know, we're going to wait for you to do this so I can do this move. And I'm going to stand here and kind of set myself up so you can flip over me now. And there's a whole lot of that happening with Dean Malenko in these cruiserweight matches. And it's just like, ugh. He, he also is a producer for AEW, so maybe that might explain a lot. But yeah. Yeah, his um, but his other matches that he's had with other people who were like bigger than him, who were like more of a slow kind of match that aren't the you know the flying around kind of shit, are a lot better than his ones to me against other cruiserweights. Yeah. Uh, kinda, my- yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was gonna say I, I had a similar thought about Dean Malenko. It just seems like he just moves. I'm gonna do this move and then this move and then this move and then the finish. Like there's yeah. not like a lot of you know yeah. cohesion. Yeah. So this next match highlights an issue that I've had the entire time Travis has been making me watch this fucking bullshit. So the Giant defeats Scott Steiner. Are all WCW World Heavyweight title matches no DQ? Mm-hmm. Might as well be. Have we got rid of the over-the-top rope disqualification? Like, oh, that's going to come back because I specifically remember that coming to effect with other matches between certain people who have not had matches yet. So it's just, mm. I, I know <sighs> that rule's not gone. I just I feel like they only institute it when they feel like it it's going to be important to do it, but like they're not instituting. But also like there was a bunch of bullshit in this match. The giant no sold the wooden chair. I don't understand why they're breaking. Like I guess it looks cool to hit somebody with a wooden chair, but like in a year or two, what they're going to do on the other channel with the Rock and Mankind, like this wooden chair bullshit's just not going to stack up. Well, yeah, in a year, in a year or two, yes. <laughs> but it's still 1996 at this point, Matt. They haven't seen the future. <laughs> yeah, they're all like made of the material that they make guitars out of. Yeah. Honky talk, yeah. man. They just explode on impact. And also, the Giant has not had a decent title defense this entire run. 
I mean, when you're seven feet tall and you're that huge, do you really have to? Like, yeah, you're there as a spectacle. Like, look at me, I'm fucking huge. They can't hurt me. That's what you're there for. Big Show was still moving around like pretty quickly, like almost like too like normal. Like you look, you like he, he was moving around like a normal guy, and I think he would be not moving by like that, a like, giant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like that famous. <laughs> Like it was Stone Cold that like was fucking with him in a match to make Big Show get angry, and I kind of mm-hmm. like channeled and do something big angry giant shit because that's what yes. you should be doing when you're that fucking huge. Yeah, it's just like there was one match he did, um, like he did a kip up, and they're just like, "Oh, that's amazing." I'm like, no, that's not really amazing. It's more just like it makes it seem like he's not as big as he really is, and you need to really emphasize how fucking huge he is. Yeah. Well, he he has come out and said like he didn't really learn how to work till he got to the WWF and they made him learn how to work and guys right. like Undertaker and Austin and stuff because in WCW they didn't give a fuck about whether or not he could work he was just a gimmick that they were using to help get themselves over <laughs> and by they I mean Hulk Hogan because yeah. he's yeah. like I don't have Andre anymore but I got you motherfucker yeah Dungeon of Doom wasn't cutting it so they need like I need to put this big motherfucker in the Dungeon of Doom then. The Dungeon of Doom will mean something. Did it? And Did you make, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm Literally, not saying he was right. I'm saying that was his thought process. <laughs> the Dungeon of Doom and Kevin Sullivan are probably the two things I hate the most uh, in wrestling history at this point. Like, absolutely just despise their existence. And they have been around since Travis made me start watching this. And we are going on a year of this fucking shit. And Travis keeps telling me, don't worry, the NWO's coming. They're going to go away. And then every month, they're still fucking here. Kevin Sullivan is still on my TV, and they still exist. And the NWO literally just showed up. So, like... you I mean, those are two separate conversations. One is, don't worry, Matt, it's going to get better. The NWO's coming. And the other is, don't worry, Matt, the Dungeon of Doom's going to go away. They're going to phase they're not out. going away. Yeah, yeah it takes time, Like, sir. 99, 2000... But you just you just said yourself there's only like two people left. So it's just like, you know, <laughs> who can't last as long as longer. Kevin Sullivan exists, his stupid ass faction is gonna be around. I say because you know the Giants gonna join the NWO. And you know, sure. and you know, um Big Bubba's gonna become the big boss man. He's going to WWE. So yeah, know. he's got dogs to eat and uh he's gotta get hung by the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, he's <laughs> They're all like, it's, he's not gonna have anybody left. There won't be a dungeon of doom. Is uh, is Dave Sullivan still around at this point? Who the fuck is I, Dave Sullivan? His son. Oh, you don't know. Oh man, I, I got some shows for you to watch, man. Dave Sullivan is, me. is the brother of Kevin Sullivan. Who's his brother? They had like a three pay per view feud based on the fact that Dave Sullivan really liked Hulk Hogan. And Kevin Sullivan did not. Oh, I know who you're talking about. He was dressing yeah. like Hogan and shit. Yes. Yeah. yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. I forgot we what caught, his name was. I was going to say, we caught the very end of that feud, I think, oh. at the beginning of the show, because we only started at the first Nitro and everything right. from. Yeah, yeah. So if it went on after the first Nitro debuted and it was at a pay-per-view, we caught it. Mm-hmm. But like, we didn't have the context because we're not watching – uh, Saturday Night Fever, or whatever the fuck that stupid other show is called. <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, right. He said Saturday uh, Night Fever. <laughs> like, we're not watching that shit. So it's, it's literally just called WCW Saturday Night. Like he didn't. Yeah. WCW <laughs> Saturday Night Fever. It's where disco goes. Um, it's kind of like AEW Dark. Nobody gives a shit. Um, <laughs> it just basically. So 
then we close our show with Luger, Macho Man, and Sting being the three of the six possible candidates from WCW picked to represent WCW against the Outsiders and their third man. Uh, rolling into June 24th, kick it off. Um, WCW's three men get interviewed about the Outsiders. Macho Man doesn't give a fuck about anything but Ric Flair and Mongo. Completely ignores the fact that he's there to talk about the outsiders in his match. He's just like, We didn't mention they're all in face paint, but then he was moving on. He didn't, yeah, care no, the, after it, that. It, it's fucking Mongo and Flair, yeah. and Flair's fucking Elizabeth, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, yeah, he's um, got he's got his priorities. Okay, we don't have to deal with them for a couple more weeks. I got these motherfuckers tonight, so let's go. Sting calls the outsiders cowards. Um, Luger says stuff that I never pay attention to. I have, I have a few things to say about this promo. Oh, all right. Go ahead. First of all, Macho Man, this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, like, look at the camera. Oh, Macho man. Man. See, here's the thing. I love Macho Man promos so much. <laughs> I love it so much. Because nothing he says makes any fucking sense, but it's so <laughs> much fun to watch. Like, it's a different thing than Warrior promos, because Warrior promos made no sense, but weren't really entertaining really to watch. It was just what the fuck did I just watch? Macho Man is what the fuck did I just watch? But Jesus, you entertain the fuck out of me every time. <laughs> and Lex Luger, when he was talking, I don't know what he was talking about, but I know at one point he almost said WWF. He was yeah. like, WWCW. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it, Lex Luger. You can't do anything right. I never pay attention to anything Lex Luger says. That is the the moment Lex Luger grabs off. the microphone, I automatically tune out. And it breaks my heart because I think I told you this when we did the Super Show. Lex Luger comes on TV and my daughter actually pays attention. But she also really likes the J.G. Wentworth opera commercial. Like when that comes on. 877 Cash Now? Yeah. Whenever that commercial comes on, she literally, my wife has a video. She will stop whatever she's doing, talking, playing, whatever. And she just focuses in on that. So, I tell you about how that commercial is almost the reason I didn't get my job. No. So rewind back to what I'm studying for my um, insurance license exam, right? Okay. There is a section about annuities. Okay. I could not read that word without hearing that song in my head. Like I, I halfway know what annuities are. I learned nothing in that section because I was just like, I can't, I can't learn any of this. Cause anytime I see the annuity, the word annuity, I'm just like eight, seven, seven cash now all the time. I have an annuity, but I, every time I see it. And so I was not able to learn anything there. I just had to oh. skip that section. <laughs> the word annuity does to you what a Lex Luger promo does to me and just completely shuts your brain off and then nothing is retained. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also got the Steiners and Harlem Heat just joining the party and then everyone just starts yelling at each other about tag team titles and shit. And it's like, weren't we supposed to be talking about the Outsiders? Isn't that why? M by the way, Mean Gene Okerlund has been the highlight of this entire series of shit. He is fucking fantastic. Because he does not give a shit about what is going on. Like later on, when we get to him flirting with woman and woman flirting with him and like completely just canceling the whole interview that he was doing and shit like that, fucking fantastic. But uh, yeah, yeah. There, there'll never be another mean gene. It's just 
I gotta get oh. to Kyle's favorite part of the show. Public Enemy defeats the Blue Bloods. Yeah, I hate that they're not using their actual music though. It's just like, oh, who owns the right the real music? Like, why can't they use the real music? Well, didn't WCW license a lot of actual music and that? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they come in like the, that. Their music though is like that. Nah, 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 nah. nah. Yeah, I think nah, that was an actual nah, song. Nah, nah. The hop stepper something. I yeah, yeah. The name of the song. But yeah. just like you know, we know once you know the NWO stuff really starts off, we won't be able to hear Hulk Hogan come out to Voodoo Child, which is so sad. And it's just like, <sighs> is that who sings American Made? No, Voodoo Child, the um, Jimi Hendrix song. His uh, th- that he came out with as he's uh, when he was the leader of the NWO. Wasn't a big fan of that one. Really? No. That, that was when he was like in facing Triple H in 2002. Like that, that song? No, no. Yeah, that one? Yeah, that was his music all throughout uh, his NWO time. Was it? Okay. Well, I'm unfamiliar. I probably only so seen I'm the freezing uh, up. Peacock version. I don't know if you guys can hear me. I can hear you. You're frozen on my screen. Yep, he's frozen. Oh boy, man! We can just hum Hulk Hogan theme songs for another hour and call it a day. Yeah, because I don't know what order everything happened in. I know what happened, but I don't know. How, I don't know when and how it happened. Mm. God damn it, Matt! Yep, now he's gone. Well, Want to just make fun of Matt? We can do that. Yeah, fuck that guy. How about his stupid beard, huh? Seriously, asshole. man! Like, what the fuck? Do better. Take your asshole. Yeah. Yeah, man, we just fucked up internet. We lost him now because you know he's supposed to be hosting the show, and now he's gone. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, yeah. man? Got me out here all late and shit, and he can't even stay online. Can't even. That's all we ask him to do, just to you know, I really don't ask for much. I really don't. Hit the record button, man. Tell us what happened. Yeah, I mean, luckily I'm recording, so we don't have that problem. But you uh, know, well, thank uh, goodness. Should yeah. I record? Should I be the third, the third recorder? The third recorder? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, we could talk about some more people's music not being on there, like DDP, you know? I wasn't sure. Was that, because I wasn't watching live at the time. I know we used that uh, Nirvana ripoff at some point. Was he already using it in 96? Mm-hmm. I don't know when it started, but his whole music was the self-high five thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Because this is a song he had in, like, the video games. Yeah. So I didn't know if that was like his actual theme song for a while and then he switched to Nirvana. I don't know. But um I know he, you know, had that other song and I even throughout his whole time. I, like I've watched later WCW stuff and he still was using this music there. So mm-hmm. they um they didn't have the rights to the self high five music. I do uh <laughs> low key I have a link to uh pay-per-views that I think use the original music. If you ever want to uh, immerse yourself in it, I mean, it doesn't bother me that much. It's the only just time it bothers me is when it's like Chris Jericho <laughs> coming out to break the walls down. It's like, yeah, that's on. weird. That's weird. You're right. Come on. Yeah, him. Uh, like that's that's not his. He had that you know very generic TNT music that he was using before. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we had uh, even flow, right? I don't remember what it was called, but it was um, it was the music he used. He was like, I remember hearing it on some other commercial for TNT. Like at some point, it was like, why is Chris Jericho's music playing on this NBA video? 
You guys hear me? Ooh, yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Was I loud? Yeah, it was kind of loud at first. Yeah, yeah. I'm moving you guys away from me a little bit because now everything's all fucked up. I'm on my phone because that shit died. So. Okay, that's cool. I'm okay with being as far away from you as possible. Got a little Gee, thank you. You're welcome. So, <clears throat> got to figure out how we're going to do this to keep my notes on my phone. So that'll be fun. Oh boy. Um. Right, he's going to keep disappearing. I like it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I prefer you. Yeah. Now you don't have to look at me until I can yeah. get my computer. Um, Did your internet just go out or something? No, I don't know what the fuck happened. The internet's fine. It just kicked me out of the fucking meeting out of nowhere. Yeah, his can computer just said, fuck you. Can you not Which is why you? I'm going to get a new computer. Yeah, I get it. So you say, fuck you back and you replace it. I get it. Mm-hmm. There's so, a reason I don't even open up my laptop anymore because it just it stopped cooperating. I'm like, oh, I'll show you, and built this PC. So, <laughs> I mean, besides, Kyle should be used to doing shows where he can't see his uh, co-host. Yeah, I used to. I used to. Now, my uh, I gotta see the wrinkles in your eyes. Oh yeah, I was so pretty that you just had to do video. Yeah, that was that was the key. If I could get in there and tangle our beards, I would. He's almost the reason I stopped doing video. So, you know. <laughs> you can't be flicking you off right now, goddammit. Um, so we got Sullivan beating some guy back into concessions. I don't know who the fuck this guy was. Uh, he ends up getting disqualified for, I don't even think the match started, but for beating this guy up, I guess. I have a question. Why, why is Kevin Sullivan all of a sudden into piss play? Is that like his gimmick? He's, 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 he's a water sports guy. Why that's he, part of the dungeon, him? man. That's that's how you get in. Like you know, it's, that's uh, part of the initiation process. You got to get peed on. I think a little golden. <laughs> they cut that out. They cut that part out because that wasn't safe for television back then. Oh, it's not okay. safe for television now either. But you know, so say, was it just Peacock? Peacock. I get it. I get it. So basically, we go back to the ring after this disqualification, which was all bullshit. And uh, we find out that there's going to be a match, a tag team match, Four Horsemen versus the Giant and Sullivan. And if the Giant and Sullivan lose, the Giant has to put his belt on the line against Ric Flair, I guess? Against any member of the Four Horsemen. Whoever. Which we Probably know not. it would have been Ric Flair. Because there's no way any, any of them would have gone in there other than Flair. So, yeah. It's probably Mongo. Why not? I was about to say, I'd like to see Mongo versus Big Show. Barn burner. Mongo versus the giant. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're not we're not quite at the part where Mongo just repeatedly gets his ass whooped by Goldberg. Oh, so. man. I can't wait for that. <laughs> it was one of those things that felt like every week he was facing Goldberg, and every week Goldberg would come out there, whoop his ass, spear him, jackhammer, and it's over. <laughs> like, yeah, 80% of his streak is just beating Mongo. Over yeah, like, like, sir, sir, why are you, you know... <laughs> Just because you you know spend a long time making a mistake doesn't mean you just keep doing it. Like it's just. <laughs> we also got Malenko defeating uh, Bobby Walker for the cruiserweight title uh, during the match. Disco celebrates one million records sold by getting in the ring and dancing, which pissed off Malenko. Yeah. Um, then we get an in-ring promo. Basically, Disco says that Malenko's boring. He isn't wrong. I'm about to say, I mean, 
And he is. He has zero personality. That's why they call him the Iceman. But, you know. Is, is this Inferno supposed to be the baby face here? Or is he a no. heel? No, he's 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 a heel. He's so an, he's an annoying heel. Facing each other, or is, or is Dean is Dean Malenko a face? Dean's more of a tweener. He just goes where you know whatever fits okay. at the moment. I couldn't tell if Disco was like legitimately trying to get everybody to be excited about his dancing, or if he was being tongue in cheek about it. But okay, that, that no, makes he, sense. Yeah, he he thinks very highly of himself. Okay, okay. What did he call his finisher? Because he did the stunner, right? Chart buster. Chart buster. Oh. Um, don't ask me how I remember that, but I do. <laughs> Travis, believe me, when it comes to garbage wrestling, you are a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> I love it though. Like, wait, Stone Cold stole is the stunner? Is that what is that, is that what I'm hearing from Disco Inferno? That's what it sounds no. like to me. <laughs> Man, you know what? I like that narrative. We'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Disco Inferno showed up before Stone Cold Steve Austin. It looks like so. When's when's King of the when was that King of the Ring? Because it was in '96, right? Well, I mean, he was stunning Steve Austin doing the stunner. He didn't do the stunner though. He did the stunner sure? gun. Yeah, he didn't do the stunner. He was still at this point, I believe, he was still using the million dollar dream. Okay. I think we're I think we're very close. Isn't King of the Ring usually June? Maybe I don't know. So maybe, maybe Stone Cold beat him out by a few weeks, but maybe. But was he doing the stunner at that point? That's a very good question. Yeah, I'm not really sure. We're not here to talk about the WWF anyway, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are about Barbarian losing to Eddie Guerrero. Uh, we got a little interview with Eddie after the match. Uh, we got Four Horsemen defeating the Rock and Roll Express because again. This is another tag team that just is everywhere in the early '90s and even now. Yes, he's got still going. Uh, Mongo hits Gibson with the briefcase. Joe Gomez, Kevin Green, and Macho Man come down to make the save because again, Joe Gomez is apparently a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have the Joe Gomez. Fuck Joe Gomez, man. (laughs) Uh, We get a flair interview. Uh, Deborah is really, really, really happy to be there. Like, really happy to be there. And I'm not sure if it's Flair or that she's on TV or all of the money that Mongo got, but she is extremely excited to be at Flair's side. Combination um, of the money and TV. Mm. That dickhead Mongo McMichaels yells at Mean Gene. How dare he? Yeah. Damn it, Steve. I would like to point out, too, because we didn't really talk about it because, you know, Eric Bischoff hasn't been there because of the attack. But this is like the beginnings of what will become what, in my opinion, the best three man booth in, in, in wrestling history. That being Tony Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan and Iron Mike Tanay. Okay, like the three of them together was just like the only time I've seen like a real an actual three man team that I actually like really liked. There's others that I've been like, okay, they're okay. But that dynamic, those three was like, that was good. Because like you had the play-by-play from Tony Schiavone, who we know back when they were still actually calling the the action in the ring. Then you had Bobby the Brain Heenan doing Bobby the Brain Heenan shit, which Bobby on the mic is great. But then you had Mike Tanay as an actual analyst. And like, he was like a wealth of history and all that kind of stuff too. So good. Like the three of them together was fantastic. We're almost there. Yeah, 
he fit that third mic perfectly. The only guy that I can compare it to is in New Japan, a guy named Chris Charlton. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he's kind of the same kind of deal where he has like the very in-depth like history, like how everything ties together kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're going to have a third person, it has to be someone like that. That's not like too overbearing on the other two, but it's kind of here on the side for right. context. When exactly. Um, we've also got what I'm here for, my favorite wrestler from WCW, DDP, defeating Alex Wright. Um, I thought you were going to say El Dandy. No, 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 no. El, El Dandy is an amazing wrestler, but he is not my favorite. Um, oh, there we go. is being recorded. That fixes that. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to do this. We're going to move this here. You do not get to get in the middle spot. I do. That's fine. Uh, this tape fist match, though, like Travis and I talked about this. Duggan's not even taping his fist. He's getting a ball of tape. He's just waving it around like a fucking idiot to punch somebody. Apparently, taping your fist makes your fist harder to punch people, which is a disqualification. Like, I know you've talked about this, right, Kyle? Maybe. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Jim Duggan is my Kevin Sullivan for you like jim doug i oh, can't you hate jim duggan oh i love jim duggan jim oh, so much oh, jim look jim duggan if oh! look if we're at a barbecue or a bar jim duggan's the guy i want there but if i'm watching wrestling those stupid assholes stomping around in his in his gym shorts with his stupid wood like oh my god i don't, don't want to like get ahead of ourselves no after watching this week of wrestling or these three weeks of wrestling in this pay-per-view I'm with you. Fuck Jim Duggan as a wrestler. Like, 100%. Mm. Um, we had a Kevin Green interview. Uh, he's like, hey, so I got a day job, and I got to go do that. But when the season's over, I'm going to be back, and I'm going mango hunting. It is mango hunting season, and I'm coming for that motherfucker. Not only that, then, but he also said he was going to have a tag match with him and somebody, him and Macho Man, against um mongo and i guess flair i don't know but my thing was like they didn't anticipate the fact that that won't be possible because macho man is going to join the nwo and that won't be a thing anymore yeah uh speaking of macho man he defeats irs um vk wall street no no that is not irs I do it because Travis does not like when I refer to the WCW guys by their WWF names. And I was waiting for him to correct me. And then you got in there. So I yeah, he did it that. first. It was, I was, I was going to stop and give you a second to correct yourself before I, no, that wasn't going to happen. No, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I know that was all part of it was, yeah. you know, so Macho Man defeats IRS, uh, Sting and Luger versus Harlem heat versus the Steiners. We got the outsiders hitting the ring. We got cops in the ring. Apparently that doesn't cause a DQ because Harlem heat, ends up getting a roll-up win and becoming tag team champions. Got to see it through, my boy. <laughs> everything else that is going on and all of this bullshit. Um, They're on the outside with bats and shit, and it's just like, yeah, nobody tries to fuck with them, though. They don't get any shine for, like, celebrating their championship win. They're just, like, off camera. We're focusing in on the cops are, like, putting their hands on their guns. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to shoot the outsiders for showing up. Which is a little weird. Well, if they came in swinging the bats, probably. Yeah. Like, why they had have, bats. 
Why do we have 50 armed policemen here to handle two guys? Because it's Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. They're some bad motherfuckers. You need everybody. You get four guys. Each one attacks. It's It's not not a karate movie where you get one guy at a time. It's not enough. So it's Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. I know that over on the other channel that we're not talking about, Shawn Michaels is known as the sexy boy, but it is my personal opinion that in the history of professional wrestling, Kevin Nash is the prettiest man to ever exist. You might be right. Hands down. You might be right. 90s Kevin Nash might be the prettiest man in all of wrestling ever. You, You might be right. I've met the guy in person, even at his age now, very pretty man, but back then with the hair and everything like they didn't call him big sexy for no reason yeah. like yeah 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 even now i think today he's even more jack than he was at this point but he's shorter yeah <laughs> aren't we all that's what knee surgeries and shit will do to you yeah yeah, yeah. gravity's a bitch man <laughs> um and that's how we go off air harlem heat your new tag team champions with no celebration but who cares no fanfare nothing <laughs> Because outsiders, one square foot of the ring is not filled with people, and they just do a little roll up in the ropes. But apparently, that's fine. Yeah, on on WCW, I say it here all the time. On the bright side, though, the two black guys stole something, and the cops didn't go after them. They got away free. (laughs) This is true. Nobody got shot. Everything's good. Um, July first, DDP interrupts Tony and Larry because somebody stole his fucking ring. This man won a diamond ring that apparently we're going to defend as if it was a championship. For whatever goddamn reason, and it is now missing. It was stolen, and he doesn't know where it is. And he he wants to find it. He we're not having a match until he finds his shit. Um, Harlem Heat defeat the Steiners with the return of Colonel Parker, who apparently is back because Sherry is gone now. So uh, they got yeah, the they, plantation um, owner to manage Harlem Heat, which was a great idea. Well, you know, originally he was supposed to be their manager when they yeah, first no, came in. That's a terrible fucking booking <laughs> idea, and I don't know yeah. who came up with that, but. Stevie Ray did. So I guess I get it. Stevie Ray came up with that idea. He said it. It was supposed. It was his idea for them to come in. Colonel Park was supposed to be their uh their manager. They were gonna call themselves the Chain Gang. They like escaped and all that kind of shit. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent Stevie Ray's idea. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. when you go into a business and you know how the people in that yeah business exactly are, he knew what he needed to do to get himself in there. That's what he was that doing. Is yeah. Scarily sad. Mm-hmm. Um. We got the four horsemen and three gold diggers. They cut a promo. Um, more nonsense, babble, bullshit. Can I just say how how out of place Elizabeth is in this whole thing? Like she's oh, she so, looks so uncomfortable. She's so friendly. Like she she's just, just so nice and sweet, and the rest yeah. of them are just so evil. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, uh, yes, no. So you've got the dichotomy. Like woman fits. Yes, perfectly. she is evil. She is there. She has all of the personality of a four horse person. Um, if we're going to not go gender specific, like she's there, Miss Elizabeth is just this poor, sweet, like uncomfortable woman in the back who doesn't know how to act. And then Deborah is just smiling like a psycho, <laughs> so happy to be there, but doesn't know what to do with herself until Austin knocks some sense into her ears later. She's just not going to know how to handle oh. it. <laughs> Stumps a mud hole at her. You say? Oh my God. Oh, did I say that? You did. Oh, you man. did. You did. Um, uh, I mean, not, she was she was good when she was with Jarrett. Yeah, no, she was. I mean, she was only good because she was there for the puppies, screen puppies, and yeah. 
wear yeah. business suits with a lot like with a with a lot of leg with a lot of leg remote, it was not the leg i was looking at travis yeah there was a lot well you know there's the thighs and you know, yeah, yeah 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 my eyes were all above the waist below the eyes oh see I'm, i've always been a leg man so that was a, that was a lot for me too it was just like ah oh, the thighs but anyway go ahead I'm more thighs, Kyle, how person. you doing you're more of a personality size uh, we got Disco defeating Kurosawa. Um, some guy comes out as a distraction. I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but like Disco's music plays and he just comes out. He's dancing on stage and shit. Yeah, who is this random motherfucker? I think it's the guy that's in Diamond Mine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's dressing like this, like this Elvis thing. They were trying to say it was a Disco. So I'm like, no, that's that's definitely an Elvis costume. Um, but, but not just that. So Kurosawa was confused because he's this badass Japanese wrestler who's out there to beat somebody's ass and some fat dude dressed like Elvis is doing disco. And then while his back is turned, somebody in production that is apparently on disco's payroll lowers a disco ball very, very slowly into the ring. And then disco so very gently just <laughs> taps him on the back and lays this... <laughs> badass fucking Japanese wrestler out with the fucking disco ball to the back. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this I is, don't know. <laughs> my favorite part of all we watched here was that spot. This, the disco ball just ascending from the heavens and just. Oh man, I'm telling you, when you just embrace the fact that it's going to be bad and you're gonna have fun with it, you love bad wrestling too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got Riggs losing to DDP. I cannot wait till he joins Raven's flock and gets out of this American males bullshit and they take out his eye. Um, yeah, yeah, he doesn't lose his eye for another like two years. <laughs> see, like I know shit. Like I used to watch some of this shit, but it wasn't until like Thunder was around and like and I watched a lot of late 2000s or early 2000s WCW, but like late X. WCW. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's an awful backspace. Stage, I didn't do it promo from Duggan where he's like, I don't know where the ring is. I didn't do it. I didn't take it. And then later on, he comes back out. I'm just going to jump to that. And he's like, I, w I, w I went to go take a shit and I looked down and then there was the ring and I got the ring and the ring is a girly ring. Why would I want the ring? Oh, I was so confused at what this whole thing was. Dude, he's See, he said tough guys in there somewhere too, because that's part of his thing. Well, I'm a tough guy and I wouldn't <laughs> wear a girly ring like this. It's very feminine. Tough guys. I'm pretty sure he's wrapping his hands in toilet paper. That's what that shit is. Um, Bischoff is... Oh, no, I'm sorry. We got uh, Savage defeating Greg the Hammer Valentine in a random Why is Greg Monday Valentine night match. Here? No asked, idea. Nobody asked for him. He's there for Macho Man to whoop his ass because we got to see the Macho Man work. So what you've gotten is a random episode of Monday Nitro where Macho Man just wrestles Ric Flair for shits and giggles. And then another random episode of Monday Nitro where Macho Man wrestles Greg the Hammer Valentine for shits and giggles. Dude, it's like mm -hmm. with the same heat that you would see like Humberto Carrillo face fucking Ivar. It's just, yeah. ah, we'll just watch this for a little bit. All right, next segment, they're talking. They're not even talking about the match. They're talking about, you know, the pay-per-view and stuff. It's bizarre, man. It's bizarre. They do a lot of that in WCW where like a match is going on and they should be commentating, but instead they're just talking about like, what happened in the last pay-per-view or what's happening on the upcoming yeah. pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. I really hope Eric Bischoff is okay. We haven't heard from Eric Bischoff. Has anyone seen Eric Bischoff? Does anyone know where Eric Bischoff is? Um, he's back on commentary. Um, he wants the outsiders kicked out, but they've got tickets to the show. So apparently 
because they bought tickets, you can't do anything. Now, I have it on very good authority that regardless of whether or not you buy tickets, if they want you out of the show, they can have you removed. It does not matter. But when you're the outsiders. Have you been removed from a show, Matt? Uh, I've been threatened to be removed from a show. Why is that? What'd you do? Um, I was threatened not to be removed from the show, but I was threatened for our Smack and Raw sign-up money in the bank. And then um, I had gotten a little rowdy at one of the shows, um, went outside to smoke a cigarette, and they almost didn't let me back in. Mm. So, so he had gotten a little rowdy, and Matt doesn't even drink. Why were you no. so rowdy, Matt? Well, I was drinking at that point. Oh. That was earlier. Huh? K-Quick, K- was he there? No, K-Quick was not there. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. I'll say that would make sense, you know. No, that, that, that would have be been time. my excuse. I'm like, how could I not be rowdy? <laughs> K-Quick is telling me to get rowdy. Like, you can't come out yeah. here and tell me to do something, and then when I do it, get me in trouble I mean, for you like, got to move some things, you know? That's, yeah. that's what I hear. That's what I hear. <laughs> uh, the Giant defeats John Tenta in a match. I thought this was going to be a tag match, but apparently it wasn't. I think they did say it was going to be, but then it wasn't. Yeah, they had that whole promo where Sullivan and Giant were supposed to tag team. Yeah. Against the four horsemen. And then if they won, the winner of the four horsemen was supposed to get the tag match. And instead they just did. So where did this John Tenta match come from? Because wasn't he feuding with Boss Man? Like, why did he get a title shot? Hell, I don't know. It's weird though that earthquake versus big show doesn't sound like a match that happened. It seems yeah. like it's completely different times, but here it is. Yeah. Uh the Dungeon of Doom cuts a terrible fucking promo on the four horsemen. I fucking hate Kevin Sullivan if I haven't said that yet. Um the outsiders do get kicked out of the building. Uh I they apparently incited a riot, the entire locker room emptied, they got escorted out. Got in their car talking shit about how nice their car is and like how you can't afford it because Kevin Nash is just that dude. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin, um, Nash, Kevin Nash burying police was one of my favorite parts of this episode too. Just, ah, I'm gonna go buy you a donut. You know, <laughs> cops like donuts, so yeah, yeah, was yeah. A good piece of uh, comedy. And they were using, I believe, actual cops, so he was able to just say that to actual cops. So you know. Yeah. I also forgot that when DDP came or when uh, Duggan found the ring, DDP came to get it and Duggan dropped it on the floor. So when DDP went to bend down to pick up the ring, Duggan was able to reach into his musty ass fucking pants, pull the tape out, wrap that shit around his fist. And then the smell grazing by DDP's nose was enough to knock him out because I will not all it takes. accept the fact that this shitty Jim Duggan knocked out my favorite WCW wrestler with a punch. Yeah. So it was yeah. the smell from his musty ass, crusty Jim ass. Jim Duggan is the originator of the power of the punch. Mm. Yeah, except it's all the smell and the power. Doesn't um, matter where the power comes from, Matt. Another fucking wise four- man once said it doesn't matter how you find the pot of gold as long as you catch the leprechaun. Oh, here we go. Uh six man tag team match. It is Benoit Arn versus Joe Gomez and the Renegade. Uh, because fucking Joe Gomez and then the Rock and Roll Express. This is where it happens. So Mongo throws the briefcase and scares the renegade. So he falls off the top rope. And the renegade looked like he was on one leg the whole time too. So it was just. So he did hit Macho Man with the briefcase two weeks ago. This is where he missed the renegade. And then the renegade just took a forward dive. uh, Donut roll, if you will. (laughs) Almost paralyzes himself from the sheer 
wind that the briefcase brought along by his thigh um, and then loses it. Never touched by the case. Uh, like I said, then we get a four horsemen interview after the match and we go off air with, as Travis said, the outsiders getting into their car, talking shit to the cops. By the way, there was the Bobby Heenan line in here that I forgot to point out. This is a while ago. This is during that Malenko and uh, Mysterio match. I was going to say, you're supposed to be taking notes on shit Bobby Heenan says. I right? know, so, and I, I have been, and I just forgot to say it when we got there. But yeah, he was like, he was talking about, this wasn't even like an offensive line or anything. It was just, okay. He talked about how fast Ray Mysterio was. He said, I bet when he goes to bed at night, he turns the lights off and he's in bed before the room is dark. And it's just <laughs> like, it's like, that's great. Bobby Heenan is what a line. Man. What a line. Like, Bobby oh. fucking Heenan. <laughs> he's the best. Right. Let's get into the Bash at the Beach 1996. I'm just going to preface that the entire night, the commentating team bitched and complained about how Nash and Hall have not told them who the third man is, mm -hmm. have not revealed it. We've revealed our side. We told you our three guys. You need to tell us. And like, that's a thread, uh, an annoying, annoying fucking thread throughout the entire show of them crying about not knowing who the third man is. But uh, we kick it off as WCW loves to do cruiserweight match it is psychosis versus ray mysterio um ray gets the win here dude psychosis looked huge next to ray mysterio in this match like i yeah. do not remember psychosis being that big well ray must got to think ray mysterio at this point is a lot smaller than ray mysterio now too so it's kind of a give and take kind of thing because ray mysterio is tiny so psychosis also had shoulder pads on which oh. you know he looked like a knockoff power ranger villain Yes, I think he had a puffy suit. Too, he did. So that probably with helped. like the fucking abs and everything drawn yeah. on cartoon <laughs> style. Yeah. Reed Repulse was going to make him grow, but she didn't get to. My favorite thing is at the end of this match, all of the commentary guys are confused as to how Rey Mysterio reversed a power bomb into a Frankensteiner, and they don't know what to call it. So then we cut to Conan. Happening here. They cut to Conan, and they ask like the Mexican guy, "Hey, what what do you call that?" What was that thing that they did there? And Conan breaks it down for them. Like <laughs> it was a reverse power bomb. He reversed yeah. power bomb into a Frankenstein. Like it wasn't my like thing too. What was I? Um, speaking of Frankenstein's, there was one. Was it during this? Did um, did the Steiners face Harlem Heat in pay per view? No. There was one match I was watching where. Rick Scott did a Frankensteiner on Booker T, and I'm 99% sure he concussed him. Yeah, that like, was the last episode. That was like, the one Colonel Parker. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, he he 100% has a concussion. Like, it's like, you see how he landed on his head like that. Mm -hmm. And then, like, out in the ring, you see he is out of it. Like, he concussed him. <laughs> yeah. Um, After that, uh, we interview Conan about his U.S. title match with Ric Flair. Uh, he said he doesn't give a fuck. He's going to take out the managers. He'll take out the women. He'll take out the football players. Anyone that tries to get in there and interfere, he's taking them out. Doesn't care what your gender is, what your job is, nothing. Get in my way, you're getting hit. Um, and I respect the shit out of Conan for that. Mm -hmm. um, big Bubba Play Boss stupid Man. stupid games, win stupid prizes. Big Bubba Boss Man Ray Trailer loses to Golga, the Earthquake Shark, John Tenta. In a silver dollar and a sock on a pole match. That's good stuff, right? Yeah. Why is the pole so fucking tall? 
because you got to have Jimmy Hart climb up there because you got to have Jimmy Hart everywhere for some reason. It's just yeah. there's like I just I don't understand it's why not- there was so much Jimmy Hart these past few weeks. Like there's so much. Two words. Hulk Hogan. If you are a friend of Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan is on a show involved in a show working for a company, you will get on TV as much as you want because Hulk Hogan, they did a fucking, um, what the fuck they did a, uh, one of those WWE, uh, greatest treasures things. Mm -hmm. And both the booty man, Brutus, the barber beefcake, and Jimmy Hart at Hogan's Beach Shop got on the show because fucking Hulk Hogan. Sounds about right. I mean, if I was friends with Hulk Hogan, I'd want him to get me on the show all the time, too. So, I mean, I'm not mad about it, but, you know, there the was only just, reason- you don't need so much Jimmy Hart, though. That's just like, I'm not mad at Jimmy Hart being on the show. It's just that I saw him so much. I mean, I'll give props to Jimmy Hart, though, because this pole literally is at least 20 feet high. And Jimmy Hart is just scaling this thing. He is up so high to get this bag of dicks or whatever, whatever's in this bag. Sock of silver dollars. Or, yeah, whatever. Sock of dildos. Right, yeah. It might as well have been. Yeah, same shit. Can we talk, about John, T- Can we talk about John Tenta's mustache? Yes, let's talk about Let's John talk about John Tenta's mustache. What do you want to say about the mustache? I hated his mustache. I mean, I get it. It's, it's a stupid mustache. Was that not a mustache you'd want to ride? No, it's not. No. Nah, I'd be distracted nah. by stupid ass hair. I like how he had to think about it, though. You know, I. <laughs> you know, I had to think about what do I what do I look at for? What do you look for in a mustache ride? you want to ride? Yeah, I get it. I get like it. how big is his nose? There's a lot exactly. of factor. I'm I'm happy that you didn't make a rash decision. Is, yeah, yeah. My, no. You gotta take all the variables into account. Um. We got an interview with Team WCW. Uh, Macho Man doesn't really give a fuck about what's going on. Sting talks about how the unknown gives him a really dry mouth. And after he said that, I lost complete focus on whatever the (laughs) fuck they were talking about. All I know is Macho Man said Macho Man shit. And then Sting's like, I got a really dry mouth from the unknown. My mouth is really dry. And I lost my shit. And the rest of the interview went right out the door. Oh, <laughs> uh, it fucking sting. Oh, man. He needed a like, shock master to bust out behind him. That, that's the kind of promo he was cutting. I love sting, but I can't wait till he stops talking and just goes sitting right after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, like, my favorite sting is the sting that doesn't talk. So, <laughs> this is like in between surfer sting and crow sting. Is this a. An asshole with face paint, basically. <laughs> um, we got DDP defeating Duggan in the what are the 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 Lord of the Ring match? So not King of the Ring. No, not King of the Ring. It's Lord of the Ring, and it's an actual <laughs> ring. It's not a wrestling ring. Yeah. So, uh, ring. so the winner the winner gets the precious. Um, there's so much fucking tape in this match too, like a. Re- fucking duggan man and just and then and then after it was all over they released this pay-per-view on a videotape man wasn't duggan the baby face here i think so yeah he is the most hulk hogan baby face ever because the only other baby face i know that loses a match and then gets really mad and fucks over his opponent 
like Hulk Hogan did in the Royal Rumble when he cried that he got eliminated. Is and then who did he pull out? He pulled out of Sid, right? Yeah, Psycho yeah. Sid and cost Psycho Sid the match. He, so he tapes his fist up and punches DDP in the face after he takes the loss. So Big baby face move. As far as I understand, the premise of tape and why it's significant is because you can punch harder, like or like more with it, not or solid you know, fist. Right. Yeah. You know, you can like take without more. like without hurting your knuckles and stuff. Right. But you don't. It doesn't add power by putting tape on your fist. So it's like, what was the significant of his at the end? Just uh, it was for Flair, man. So everybody could watch it happen. Not Ric Flair, but like for the Flair, you because know, everybody sees him. It Duggan sucks he in 1996. My ass, dude. He just, he, he, first of all, I don't know. I guess it's because he got crotched with the ropes, right? Oh! Fucking guy. Can, can I mute him? No. Um, <laughs> I guess he got like low blowed for the finish in a way, but not really. So maybe that was a great own. move, tough guy. And he's not, sell- he gets the diamond cutter and he doesn't sell it at all. He just gets right back up like, Here's where the star of the show, Mean Gene, starts to shine. We got an interview where Gene is just talking mad shit about uh, Jimmy Hart, and it is fantastic. Meanwhile, Big Show is trying to jerk off Kevin Sullivan for whatever reason, Hmm. but Gene just making fun of Jimmy Hart, his existence, not wanting him around, not liking him. Fucking fantastic. Um, then we get an Arn and Benoit interview because this whole show was like gimmick matches and interviews. Like that was the basis of the show. Um, Arn and Benoit interview. There was a part where uh, in this interview where Benoit said that he was going to leave Kevin Sullivan for dead. Yes. uh, Felt weird. Listening. Yeah. (laughs) Well, also he did his whole part of the promo in like spoken word, which was really weird. Silent, but violent. Yeah. Yeah. The trees, the rain down on me. Well, we know, like, you know, Benoit was never known for being very, um, the most entertaining speaker in the world. So he was trying some things out to try to, you know, make his promos interesting. Are you saying that communication wasn't Chris Benoit's strong point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the type that resorted to violence always. Let the dogs out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You did not just say, oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, Gene cuts down. Oh no, we did that. You got me all fucked up. Uh, Public Enemy, your boys versus the Nasty Boys, because apparently Public Enemy and the Nasty Boys, even though they've not interacted for three weeks on Nitro, is still a feud that's going on. Yeah, they still hate that. Let's wrestle. <laughs> and it's a dog collar match. Everybody's on dog collars. <laughs> each member is attached to their opponent with a dog collar tornado tag i can't tell any of them apart i know one's jerry sags and one's brian knobs and who uh johnny grunge it doesn't matter rock 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 yeah Yeah, i don't know which is which i would have preferred this match if all four of them were chained together like in like by one big chain like connected in the middle (laughs) (laughs) nobody could do anything so it's just like tangling each other That would have been great. Um, <laughs> Public Enemy loses the match. And then as the heels, because I think they're the heels. I there think. are no heels in this match. Everybody's a heel. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just four dudes beating the fuck out of each other. They beat each other up. And then the commentary gives us the sad, somber note that this isn't over. This is still going on. And you can hear <laughs> the pain in Tony Schiavone <laughs> as he says it. 
nothing got solved here. This you, isn't over. You didn't like all the rubber sharks and uh, surfboards being used in this match. Somebody at some point said after the surfboard, that's nothing. <laughs> well, no, D- Dusty Rhodes had a great line in this match because there's like a lifeguard stand because they're all this whole match takes place like in the stage with all like the props and stuff. And somebody does like a, a flip off the lifeguard stand and Dusty Rhodes is like, oh, he must have heard somebody was drowning. <laughs> the fact that any one of those guys could do a flip is impressive. Yeah, oh, well, the thing is, Public Enemy is like, was that was one of their things. They would do the flip over the top rope and put somebody through a table. Like, that was one of their things. Um, fuck. We got Disco losing to Dean Malingo for the Cruiserweight title. Let me tell you something. After watching Disco hit Kurosawa in the back with a Disco ball and come out and celebrate during Dean Malingo's match and call him boring, there was nobody on this pay-per-view other than Diamond Dallas Page that I wanted to win a match more than I wanted Disco to win right here. Mm. <laughs> I was very sad. Um, Even though he had, you know, shake your booty on his on the back of his pants? Oh, no, his, his pants are the best thing. You got shake your booty. I think one was Monday Night Fever. Mm-hmm. Like he's always got a nice little message right there on his... Right, right on the booty. Tight, taut buns. Yeah. Right on those Disco booties. He looked like he stopped at a Walgreens on the way and got those like cloth letters and he just like and ironed them on. Pant- oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> uh, Joe Gomez, who gets a match at a pay per view because everyone knows Joe Gomez, loses to Mongo. And I don't know if they did it throughout the rest of the show, but for some reason it was really noticeable here. They have a camera and the camera has crab claws. I didn't know. Like, they're point. moving the camera around and there are little crab claws attached to the front of the camera as oh, if a crab that. is shooting the video. That's hilarious. I didn't even notice that. It That's was wonderful. Fucking terrible. I want to um, go back and watch it again just for that. The other fucking terrible thing is the fact that I don't listen. I'm from Chicago. Obviously, the 85 Bears are the greatest thing. Oh, Bears. Two yeah, Chicago football fans. <laughs> so I love Mongo, but I don't give a fuck if you're an 85 Bear. I don't give a fuck if you're PJ Polacco who went on the hardest part of the ring uh, or the apron bump with the hardest part of the ring and did a ECW recap show or no, it was WWF recap Mm -hmm. show for early 2001. Nobody does the fucking tombstone, but the undertaker, not the young cucks, not Mongo McMichaels, not PJ Polacco. You didn't know Mongo did the tombstone. No, I didn't know Mongo oh, did no. the tombstone, and I was pissed. Oh, that makes me so happy. Tombstone. I thought you knew. So no. Like, oh, it's. I'm even more happy that I'm making him watch this stuff. <laughs> like, oh, I, I was hurt to my soul seeing oh, this know. man disgrace the tombstone. Oh, I wish I could have been sitting next to you when you saw this happen. Oh my God! We should have done solid tombstone. We should have done a live watch along for this, just for that. He would think it's because I wanted to make him watch the, the NWL stuff. Oh no! It would have been just fucking see him when he sees Mongo do the tombstone for the first time. I have not oh seen Mongo God. execute a single move solidly, let alone the tombstone. That's all he. Yeah, that's all he needs. I mean, he's, man he's, can't even swing a fucking briefcase properly. <laughs> and you're out here talking about solid tombstones. Hey, he didn't. He didn't paralyze him. I mean, yeah, yeah. He didn't break also, his neck. Despite my uh, my my slight botch there, definitely go check out Just Incredible, aka PJ Polacco, on the Apron Bump Podcast with Kyle reviewing 2001 WWF, uh, which he was 
so sadly having to be a part of <laughs> at <laughs> he the didn't time. Even, it, we covered Survivor Series 2001, and he didn't even remember he was on the card. So yep. that tells you something. Uh, also did a tombstone. He's blocked it out. Fucking doing it. <laughs> I would too. Uh, then we got Ric Flair interview. Um, he confused Conan with Malenko during it when he's talking about who he's wrestling. But again, Flair just says words. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. There was no build to this match, was there? Not really. No. I saw him. Just, just, just like, it, was it, up. it was probably on Saturday Night Fever. Uh, that's ah. where most of the U.S. title stuff happens. And it's just like, oh, well, we got to do something with Rick. I'm like, oh, let's put the U.S. title on him. We're not doing anything else with the U.S. title. Let's just do that because, yeah. you know. But this is where we just lose focus of Ric Flair talking and we focus in on Mean Gene and woman, <laughs> and woman. flirting. <laughs> woman is oh, also so Mean great. Gene. Oh, he so doesn't great. know what to do. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Gene kept like putting his arm around woman's waist, almost grabbing her ass and then like, and stopping himself. Back. Yes. It was so great. Back. I'm like, you dirty little fucker, Gene. <laughs> I mean, is he the dirty fucker if she's the one all over him first, though? Like, he's just <sighs> responding, you know? Like, he's he's reading her nonverbal cues. That's what they want you to do. So, you know, read the nonverbal cues. I will not disgrace the good name of Nancy Benoit on this podcast, but I have a lot of I'm not disgracing it either. I am very pro this at, at all, you know. I'm not saying you are. All I'm saying is I will not do it, but I have a lot of questions about her and Mean Gene's relationship in 1996 in between Benoit and Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, she wasn't married to Benoit yet. She was leaving Kevin Sullivan. She could do what she wants. Do you you think she got his mean peen? Oh, she got that mean peen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know we have to name this episode that should be 96 but you really but like, wanted... if there's a way you could put mean peen in the title he released yeah. i may do it with the description or something but yeah they'll, they'll, we'll, we'll incorporate mean peen we'll in there somewhere because I, I may refer to him as mean peen going forward <laughs> um we also have sullivan and the giant defeating the four horsemen uh, benoit beats the shit Kyle, out if you never come on another show for us you know you've contributed <laughs> Oh, he'll be yeah, back. Good. He he can't quit me. Now, me he tried. Mean, then I'm out. Um, Benoit beats the shit out like, of Sullivan. There's, there's the no beat. better. You're not getting any better than that. Well, but. hold on, Travis. I don't know if you listened to it, but the very first episode that I did with Kyle on his show where we covered uh, 2001 WWF SummerSlam. Uh, SummerSlam, we actually ranked every member of that match by penis size, mm. which we will also be doing for the main event of this show tonight. Okay. And I can tell you, I already know who's got the smallest dick in that main event. Do you know? Do you oh, know? I know. Guaranteed. You know? Yes. I mean, he's also the only one whose dick we've actually seen. So it looks like a spray tan banana. Anyway. <laughs> um ass probably six inches. So, go ahead. <laughs> this is where things get cringy because we got Benoit beating the shit out of Sullivan on the beach, brings him back into the ring, and then we have woman yelling for Chris to stop beating a man to death uh she says things like please stop you're hurting him don't you're gonna kill him and again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah uncomfortable yeah. uncomfortable yeah uh the giant thank god comes down and reser- returns to save sullivan and i never thought i'd say that 
ever on a podcast, but I needed that <laughs> to stop. That, that stop. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. had to stop. Very uh, uncomfortable. Then Giant throws Sullivan over his shoulder like the giant child that he is and carries him to the back. Loved it. Main event time. Michael Buffer reads us a fairy tale for some reason at the beginning of this match. <laughs> a fairy tale, really? Yeah, he's talking about the whole, the setup to the match and like it's not just like a introducing from Bo. Like he's got a whole fucking setup. Yeah, he got to tell like, you a story. Yeah, he, it was he, ridiculous. You got to tell the legend. You know, I can't. Stand it was fairy tale. You hate Michael Buffer? Do you hate Bruce, Bruce too? Uh, no, I like Bruce. Why do you hate Michael Buffer? For the reason you just like he. Uh, for this main event, we're going down but, a journey that'll live, and and then people come out, and he's like, "Oh, the man in red trim," and yeah, like we we see it, Michael. We we see him come but, out. But but let's get ready to rumble. That's his one good thing. If he he should just say that. No, no, help. that that gives him free reign to do whatever the fuck he wants. To. Uh, <laughs> like, I think there's a threshold where it's like, okay, I no, think you, uh, there is no threshold. Hmm. He could do the whole thing butt naked if he wants, because he does let's get ready to rumble. And Kyle, you stroke his dick while he does it. You didn't mean peen, so now you also have carte blanche to do whatever the fuck you want going (laughs) forward. That's how it works. That's just how that works. Uh, We got the Outsiders versus Team WCW. No third man. It's a three-on-two match. The Outsiders basically say, we don't fucking need a third guy. We can take these bitches because we're yeah. from the WWF, but we can't say we're from the WWF. They made us say we weren't from the WWF because they sued us, but still we're better than you guys. So suck a dick. Um, Luger gets taken out by Sting in the weakest moment in professional wrestling. Sting does a stinger splash into the corner and elbows Luger, who then falls off the apron onto the ground and needs to be put on a stretcher and carted out of the ring because he is the world's biggest bitch. <laughs> well, what the story they were telling was that he got like crushed between like the steel part of the like the turnbuckle and the post and she did. I'm telling you what the people said. All right, just because they didn't sell it well doesn't mean that's not the story they were telling. The people also said that Rey Mysterio did a move that they have never seen before against. Uh, psychosis, and it was just a fucking Frankensteiner out of a power bomb. So they don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, no. this just confirms what I said earlier that Luger cannot do anything right. Was that uh, Luger's fault, though? I mean, I agree uh, that Luger can't do anything right. I like but the was this actually Luger. Luger's fault? I'm gonna go ahead and blame Luger either way. Okay. So we get a tag team match going forward. Macho Man and Sting versus Scott Hall macho, macho and the man. prettiest man in professional wrestling, Kevin Nash. Um, prettiest this, man I ever saw. All leads to the moment that everyone knows, everyone's seen oh, a million really, Matt, nothing? times. Prettiest man that you ever saw? Yeah, I quoted Curly Bill and you said you got you gave me nothing. Dude, I was on a roll. I was talking. Man, he wasn't even listening to you. Travis. I really wasn't. Really? Like, I, I quoted Tombstone and no he respect. didn't even bite. You know uh, how much that hurts? Like, you really weren't listening. Like, I, I really was Tombstone. You just, you just gave him a, a, a sheet of cookies and he just tossed them on Exactly. The his favorite cookies. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> like, it was Tombstone. Baked them, especially for him. <sighs> Uh, I don't know if I want to talk anymore for the rest of this show now. You might not want to, because this is, this is it. This is the part. Hulk Hogan arrives. Who be bad now, boys? Who be bad now? 
to quote Bobby Dusty Heenan Rhodes. proves once again that he is the smartest man in 1996 <laughs> because while Tony Schiavone's yelling, Hulk Hogan's here, he's here, Tony Bobby's like, uh, but who signs he on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bobby doesn't trust Hulk Hogan for shit. He never does. And what then do you like, side he's on? Of course he's here for WCW. Are you sure about that? And then after he does it, he was like, what have I been saying all these years? <laughs> Where? I have a question. Where has Hogan been? Because he wasn't on any of the Nitros. Yeah, and I also was like, you know, Matt, you got very little Hulk Hogan for this whole thing. Oh, no, thing. this was fantastic because up till now, we've been watching at least five to six episodes of Nitro before a pay-per-view. I got three episodes of Nitro and zero fucking Hulk Hogan. Like, if, if we got rid of Kevin Sullivan, I might have actually really enjoyed this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, was he written off? Was there, like, a reason? or was He, just... he was probably shooting a movie. Shooting a movie or something. Uh, you know, yeah, he goes probably. off and does yeah. Hulk Hogan stuff. You know, he or had that like, kind of contract. We just want to leave you off TV so maybe people forget about you so when you show up, it's a big surprise, and then it'll be an even bigger surprise when you do one of the two fucking moves that you know how to do in the leg drop. It's true. I can punch, I can big boot, I can leg drop. Yeah, it was the thing is, I think, like, I remember listening to some uh, Bischoff was talking about how his contract was different. Like, he wasn't even being paid by WCW. He's being paid by Turner, like, by Turner Broadcasting. Like, they paid yeah. Hulk Hogan. So, he was just like, he had other stuff, like, other contractual stuff, like movies and all that to do. TV movies on TNT, you know. And yet, after creating what is considered by many to be the greatest faction in wrestling history... At the birth of it, the most pivotal moment of the 90s, pivotal moment for WCW where everything turns around, Hulk Hogan finds a way to fuck it up because he doesn't even know the goddamn name of his own faction. Well, he said it the first time, but then he said New World Order and then kept calling it the New World Organization, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish they would have kept with the the New World Organization. This really small font on all the shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so small. You're right. <laughs> and we sign off with probably well, maybe they would have shortened it to org, you know. New world I mean, org. <laughs> it was New a world really long... dot org. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really long Hogan promo. We sign off with probably my favorite line I've ever heard sign off on any pay-per-view period, and that is Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. <laughs> Tony Schiavone <laughs> has been gold. He invented a little bit of the bubbly and signed us off with Hulk Hogan. You can go to hell, which were my sentiments exactly. But before we talk about how we felt about all this real quick, Kyle, Macho Man, Sting, Lex Luger, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan. Biggest to smallest, how you ranking these peens? Oh, man. I feel like Sting has a heavy dangle for some reason. Really? Really? Okay. Lex Luger is definitely at the bottom, I think. I think so, too. Randy Savage. I'm going to say st- from largest to smallest. I'm going to say Sting, Nash, Hall, Savage, Luger. Oh, hmm. Hogan is... Hogan's at the top, actually, because we've all seen it. So, he's massive. So, are you guys just going to look at me quietly? Like I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm looking at Matt. I'm waiting for Matt to say something because I know he doesn't want to say that. Because that, that's why I said it earlier. Like, well, we've seen his. So, I mean. Right. I'm almost with you. Uh, I'm going to go Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Macho Man, Sting Luger Hogan. See, I got it. I got Hall above Nash here. It just seems like. 
Hall's the kind of dude that's just just that's 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 packing it, and he's packing more than you think he's packing. Like he seems like that kind of dude. And then dad dick, like like flaccid, it's big. (laughs) And then right behind him, I got Nash, and then Sting. Well, no, I got I got Macho Man ahead of Sting, and then um yeah, so do I. And then uh then I got Hogan, and then Luger. You know. Well, Luger's definitely suffering from the steroid use. I, yeah, that yeah. I can guarantee. Exactly, um, exactly. Here's why I have Hulk Hogan at the bottom, because regardless of what you said and what Travis said about how we've seen it, we all know that there are two truths about Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is never going to go on camera and allow himself to look bad in his own opinion. And Hulk Hogan also has a lot of connections in movie and TV. So knowing that he was being filmed, I guarantee that what you saw was a did prosthetic he he penis. Was being filmed? He did. What you saw was a prosthetic penis that he had created to make himself look far larger than he actually did. Huh. That's a conspiracy theory. That, that's something. Yeah, you, yeah. You need a, man, you need to get a scientist to look at it. I fully believe that that man has a baby cock, and that's why he needed to be at the top all of the time. If you say like so, it, sir. Guys he, like Randy Savage. Are they all circumcised? Do you think you think anybody's packing a, uh, a hood? I bet I bet Randy's got a hood. He seems like the you know he seems like he never yeah. really didn't have time for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's he seemed like he came out crazy, and they just said, "Fuck it, we're not even gonna try." Like I feel like he was he was that kind of baby. Yeah, I think Randy's got a hood. If Randy's got a hood, Luger doesn't. I think that's why Elizabeth was so fascinated with Luger. Was like. Holy shit, this is what a circumcised penis looks like? This is fantastic. I don't even care if it's tiny. Well, they, they all look the same erect, so. Well, you know, when you're circumcised, though, when it when you get erect, especially white white people, like, it's a lot pinker. The, the head is a lot pinker, you know? Mm. I haven't. <laughs> How many flaccid versus hard pink penises have you seen, Travis? Enough to know that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm surprised about your white penis knowledge, that's all. Locker rooms, you know, porns, you know, between the two. How many porns are you watching where there's a flaccid dick? That's all he watches. I mean, they have to get, they have to get hard. You know, they don't come out the box that way. I mean, for the most part, I mean, at least the ones I watch, they reach in their pants, they pull it out and it's pretty much hard at that point. It's not a soft, floppy, saggy dick in their hand. Oh, you gotta, you gotta get the growth. You gotta get, get the whole build there, man. You're not watching quality porn. I'm not there for the story. I'm there to yes. get a job done. That's not the narrative I show up for. No. You got to get the whole experience, man. You're I not fully I, enjoying your porn. I don't care if it's your stepmother, your stepsister, whoever's stuck underneath that bed or in that dog door. I'm just there to see what happens to her. Dog door. That's all I care about. Stuck in the dog door. Um, overall, uh, we'll just go overall. What we watched, spit or swallow. Where you guys at? Oh, you know I'm swallowing this. This is my favorite shit. Yeah, I'll give it a swallow too. I mean, it is one of the biggest moments in wrestling history, which is why it was so important for us to have you on here to help us cover it, because it's not just any random episode, pay-per-view. It is the build to the start of arguably the greatest faction in wrestling history. Not so arguable had, anymore. We decided it was it's it's canon now. No, no, we did a poll and the poll they won. That doesn't mean we decided it, it wasn't a poll, it was a whole tournament, sir. 
they defeated several other factions in the process, including Degeneration X that you like to say is the best. But you know they lost, so you know they won at uh, was it WrestleMania thirty one? Wasn't that wasn't that wasn't that the thing? Oh yeah, because in WWF, Triple H and DX always goes over WCW. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing, like the NWO came out to help Sting, though, which is like, wait, what? No. Well, they didn't watch the product, so. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> because <laughs> it's just like, that, that's the exact opposite of what would have happened. Like the NWO would have came out and jumped yeah. Sting. Like, well, then it would have been 15 on one. And then, you know. Yeah, that's what it should have been. Like, that would have been a better story. story. Are you saying you wanted Scott Norton at WrestleMania 31? I, I love Scott Norton. He's like a guilty pleasure of mine. And yeah. if we get, if we get Scott Norton, do we get Vincent or Virgil? Because it's WWF. Basically, what is he wearing? In WCW? He's wearing he... an NWO shirt. Then he's Vincent. Is Vincent going to allow Vincent to be Vincent? Maybe. He's wearing the so. shirt. He's Vincent. He's Vincent to me. I'll call him Vincent. What the fuck was... Uh, He's almost unrecognizable. Was it Priest? Is that what fucking... Uh, uh... Damien? No, no, no. Not Damien Priest. So I'm just like, what is he talking about? The Disciple. Oh, okay. Yes, that's what it was. The Disciple. Fucking... Uh, of Apocalypse? Brutus. Brutus and Barbara Brutus. Beefcake, yeah. It was the uh, Disciple in the NWO. Yeah. And completely almost unrecognizable as Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Well, yeah, you hear, you put the bandana and the sunglasses on and you grow the beard and you just stand there and don't talk. Nobody will ever know you're Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> Which means that is the best gimmick he has ever had because he didn't fucking talk. Yeah. He did a one-handed stunner, though, and called it the apocalypse. Yeah, also crashes Paris. I don't know how we called it the apocalypse because we never heard him say that's what it was called, but that's how we, well, we still knew it was called the apocalypse. Probably did it on Thunder a few times. That's almost... Brutus the Barber Beefcake he did it to DDP. almost as disgraceful as Mongo McMichael's doing the fucking tombstone. You know what's even better about it? I don't know if you even heard me. Yeah, I know I heard you. I'm just going to ignore that. And move <laughs> <on>. so, Kyle, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show, Return to Wrestling, and covering all of this shit with us, because uh, a lot of it was. Yes, we do appreciate it. But I know you're an expert in muddling through the shit to find the golden nuggets, so we appreciate Ooh. that. That's, uh, yes, I certainly am. I'm in a different time of WCW, but, uh, oh, you got a lot of, sh you got a lot of shit to swim through. Oh, man. Wow. Enjoy. I'm head, dived in head first. I heard Dude, you, uh, sewer, buddy. Did you not just watch a, uh, Vader versus Hulk Hogan strap match? Yes. That'll be my episode that comes out next Wednesday. I did it. Oh, I did it with Katie. Matt Katie loves that match. <laughs> Where can they find that? Well, let me tell you, Matthew. Uh, you can find my podcast, the Apron Bump podcast, uh, at apronbump.com, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, like I said, WCW Uncensored 1995 is my next episode, and that was probably the worst show I've ever seen in terms of wrestling. You had a guy, you had guys wrestling on a semi truck in hay. Uh, you had a boxer versus wrestler. It was, by the way, no Johnny be bad on this show we just covered. I, I was pretty appalled, but um. I guess he's in WWF at this point, maybe. I don't think he's gotten there yet. I think he's yeah, still no, he, between jobs. He, I was, uh, he was on the last pay-per-view, I want to say, that we watched. I think he was on Great American Bash. If not, it, it was two pay-per-views ago. But he's not far away from where we're at. But, yeah. Bobby Heenan, though, on this show, apparently the only person that knows the rules of a strap match. So, 
<laughs> well, they change it, you know, depending on who's in it. So. And what they call it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, yeah. Apron Bump Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, give me a kiss and suck your dog's dick. Every Wednesday, new episode. Every Wednesday. There you go. See, and, you're, you're uh, you should be my manager. At, at some point, I'll be back on to talk about Taz's package with you yes. very soon. Yes. Looking he's no longer the that. Tasmaniac, so, but he yeah. still has his package. So, uh, Travis, we got anything I got a plug coming out? Creation conversation or anything like that? Um, let's see. <clears throat> well, if you're watching this on uh, Patreon, we got um, EA Plays coming up. So there'll be a special creation conversation where we you know we're talking EA video games, me and Kobe again. Um, <clears throat> trying to think. Anything else big happening? Anything new? Nothing yet. No. Okay. And Super Flash Arrow still a thing? Yeah, that's still every week. Um, talking Super Supergirl, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow, Black Lightning, Batwoman, Star Girl, Superman and Lois, all them shits. Which means you guys can follow me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M A T T R I D D E R. Also, go follow Travis at Sir Cussalot. That is at S I R underscore C U S S A L O T T on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram is also where you guys can find the creation world. That's T H E C R E A T I A world. Not going to tell you how to spell world. Um, and we have an Instagram now for Smacking It Raw. It is at Smacking It Raw Pod on Twitter and Instagram. So please go check that out. As always, you guys can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash creation world, facebook.com slash group slash Smacking It Raw, and facebook.com slash groups slash Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow. And if Vince gets his shit done, hopefully we will have when this officially comes out a new logo for return to wrestling to set it somewhat apart from the smack and a raw podcast um working on that now so we'll see what we'll see if you guys see it when it comes out if not uh oh well we'll get one eventually get over it yeah for sir Cussalot travis pointer the hardest part of the ring mean peen kyle i am the warden matt ritter we are smacking a raw. This has been Return to Wrestling, the monthly release of the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Hey. Fuck, fuck Jim Duggan. <laughs>